Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the greatness that is of Tiger Woods winning the Masters. We also talk about the NBA playoffs. We talk about the Western Conference, Portland, and OKC. We talk about the Clippers' comeback win against the Warriors. We talked about the Eastern Conference with Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, Toronto. We talk about it all. My co-hosts, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross, join me, Al Quarles, on Guys Talking Sports. And that begins right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Guess what? I'm back, and I'm so delighted to get started because I missed the whole week last week of talking, and I'm ready to get started. So, of course, got my guest host with me, uh, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Glad it's uh, it's it's, it's the evening is almost over. <laughs> Been a long damn day. Yep. Happy hump day. Okay. Uh, ready for uh, the, the day to be over and put us one step closer to Avengers Endgame. Wait a second. Uh, quick side note. Thought, thought the Yankees was losing. <laughs> uh, sir, uh, you missed the Brett Gardner Grand Slam to put us ahead 5 3. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to begin off of that. That's like, <laughs> there's nothing like some good talking, trash talking about the MLB. Um, glad that MLB is back. Uh, we can roast about the Yankees a little bit later on. We can roast the ball. We can roast the uh, roast the Red Sox though. Um, touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. Yeah, okay. Right yeah, I know. <laughs> like I said, I'm just doing that for because of the, of the Yankees fans. So just. You know, well, anyway, I digress. Let's get right into it. Let's get started. Talk about Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Um, I believe that was kind of a shock to everybody, um, but he did play an excellent round of golf and it got him that Masters. And it's starting to put, I, I would honestly say that it's putting him probably one of the best comeback stories of where he fell and got to where he was now, where he is now winning the Masters. So let's get right into it. Let me ask you guys a question. You know, what's your thoughts on Tiger Woods winning the Masters? And does this now give him back into the talks about one of the best time all time ever? Uh, I will defer to Mr. Ross because, uh, you know, <laughs> he is our resident golf expert. And I would like to think that I'm like, a close number two. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I wish I was the dude that um, that, that put the bet on Tiger Woods and won one point uh, nine million. How much did you put down? How much did you put down? One point one nine million, if I can be specific about it. But what did he put down? Oh, he put down like eighty five grand. Yeah, eighty five grand. Because uh, uh, I heard, um, I saw something where a uh, fifty dollar bet, a dude got back like four hundred dollars. Well, he was he he was not a. His odds, he was um, low odds to win it, so the payout was high. But whew, 1.19, excuse me. <laughs> um, but um, I, I digress a little bit. However, um, well, I mean, I was shocked. I mean, I was actually home a lot during the last couple of days, so I got a chance to see a lot of it. Um, and I didn't think he was going to win. I thought he might be in contention probably going into the weekend. 
but I didn't think he was going to win. And, um, you know, for, for sports overall, I think it was one of those, you know, stories of like the comeback kid and everyone likes, likes a good comeback story. I mean, he was at the highest of the highs you can you can possibly get as as far as um, in sports, and um, the fall we all know his issues, his you know indiscretions, you know with his wife, and you know all the problems, you know physically, you know even the last you know um, operation, which is a spinal fusion, and most people didn't think he would even be able to play competitive golf. He even himself admitted um, at the last um, champions mm-hmm. dinner about two years ago, he said he had to take a shot just to be able to walk in to the dinner. And he said he doubted that he would even be able to play competitive golf himself. He thought he was actually done. Then he went from there, went overseas, uh, had the spinal fusion. And then two years later, um, he won the masters. And, um, you know, it was, you know, I, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched most of the final round and um because luckily he came on first thing in the morning because they moved up the time because of the weather um so i was able to get to see a lot of it but um he, i mean you know he did his thing i mean you know he was in the last round with um uh oh i'm about to say rock media um molinari and um finu and um you just had to see the last shot on six i mean 12 where they both put it in the water and um no, excuse me, 16, where they both put it in the water. And he hit that shot, you know, not playing for the pin, but playing just to kind of set himself up for a nice, you know, putt um, for a par. And it was just like the roars of the crowd was going on, all the players seeing his name jump up the leaderboard. And it was just like in the old days, the nerves get to the people. You start, you know, clenching up your fist a little bit, holding that club a little bit too tight. And, you know, they were seeing the tiger in the old with the red shirt prowling around and all the other guys started making mental mistakes and he just steady as it was, you know, took a shot you need to, made birdie putts and you just saw it. It was like everyone was like rooting for him. It seemed like the whole crowd was rooting for him <laughs> and nobody else. Um it was even saying uh, Brooks Kepka, I mean, he was on the seventeenth hole when he was on the sixteenth hole and he really had to wait. <laughs> before he even hit his tee shot because he just heard the crowd just roaring because of Tiger. And it was like that effect, um, at least for that weekend at the Masters was there. And um, I mean, what more can you say about the guy? I mean, now he's 15 majors. I'm still skeptical whether he'll catch, you know, Jack with 18, but nobody thought he would get 15. They thought 14 was it for him. And, um, you know, this go proves the show. I mean, Tiger Woods, no matter how you want to slice it, is still not only one of the biggest draws in golf, but one of the biggest draws in sports, period. I mean, you can bring in LeBron James. I mean, you can bring in, I mean, even Floyd from box. You can bring in anybody you can think of, even Serena Williams, Serena Williams in tennis. But this man outdraws them all. And he said that, that Masters uh, final round was the most watched golf, morning golf ever, period. So, you know, the PGA is happy. You know, maybe some of the golfers might not be too happy that that effect is there. But, hell, I mean, he tripled the purse once he started, you know, really getting into um, – when he got into golf. So, uh, it remains to be seen. Um, if he's going to win a major or two, I think he may be able to win at least one because a couple of the next courses that he's coming up with, especially at the U.S. Open, 
a Pebble Beach plays more to his, you know, his speed, and those are some of his favorite courses. But I mean, the man. I mean, what can you say? He's. I mean, that that was Tiger Woods. That was the effect on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> I forget where I was. Thinking I was out on a little uh, couple's lunch Sunday and got the message that Tiger Woods won the, won the Masters. I was like, because I think when I checked early in the morning, he was still like two or three strokes back. And that was about nine, ten o'clock in the morning. And this was about two o'clock, three o'clock by the time we found out he won the Masters. And I was just like, wow, I can only imagine uh, what transpired between the time I checked and found out he won the Masters. But I couldn't be happy with the Tiger. Uh, just considering all the, you know, the the things that he went through from, like you mentioned, he, the, uh, all the mistresses, the accident with the, you know, with the, in the driveway to the back surgeries to the, the drug overdose, so to speak, <laughs> uh, the mug shot, the everything. I mean, this man went from the, the depths of the low. <laughs> where most people, I would say at least 90 plus percent people probably couldn't come from, come back from. And now he's back on the, uh, on the pinnacle of the mountaintop celebrating this uh, much deserved victory at the Masters. So kudos, you know, it's a testament to his, uh, to his will, a testament to uh, determination, just the overall, you know, just trusting in his doctors, trusting in the, uh, I hate to, to borrow the 76er cliche, the process about getting himself back right and uh, go back in there in the golf course and actually playing a brand of golf that's unbeknownst of uh, Tiger, you know, because this is the first time I ever came back from not actually leading in the fourth, I'm sorry, in the final round to actually come back and win, playing some safe golf and understanding the course and making sure that he did what he needed to do to ensure that he put himself in position to win. And I just don't think that the, the current stars of golf is used to the Tiger effect. And it just, you know, it just kind of came back and bit him, all those other golfers, because they're not used to Tiger getting the roars. They're not used to Tiger being that dude who's commanding all the draws and all those other guys that were in the top kind of just buckled underneath the pressure. Uh, but now they've gotten the taste. So I'm curious to see, you know, some of the next uh, couple uh, big time golf events, the PGA, the British, how those same golfers will react now that they've kind of got a taste of what the tiger will, you know, the, the true tiger brings to the, to the course. And will they still have that same sort of pressure when they see Tiger in the red shirt on the Sunday? So uh, it's nice. PGA missed Tiger. Uh, the, the ratings missed Tiger. The monies, the betting, everything. <laughs> Everybody's happy. And uh, I just hope that this kind of continues moving forward. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think everybody is happy. For, you know, every time Tiger wins or, or at least in the, in, like, close to winning. I think that's when TVs get turned. Everybody starts to watch. 
Um, crowd starts, and it's funny because like the crowd, no one gets that type of reception on like putts that they made other than Tiger. Not, I mean, when Tiger putts or makes a uh, makes a shot, it's like everybody's in an uproar. And it's compared to like, and when you compare it to like other players, golfers, it doesn't even compare. And it's one of the reasons why PGA loves it when Tiger wins, and because it's not just for you know it, it rightfully so. Everybody's watching to see what happens. Um, kudos to him for winning the Masters. I'm very like I agree with Earl though. I think maybe one more I could see him winning before you know the retirement and everything when he does retire. Um, but I'm I'm very interested in seeing how what's going to happen going forth with the next one coming up because now all eyes is not going to be on every other golfers. All eyes is going to be on whether Tiger plays when he plays and every time he, you know, puts or swings his golf, everybody's going to be watching it. So I think it's big. It's good for PGA. I think it's good for everyone all around. And it's good for Tiger's confidence because now seeing that he's used to doing the you know, he was doing it one way when he was younger. Now he's adjusting and playing, you know, more of a not more of a laid back approach, but still being the tiger. I think seeing that going forward is gonna be interesting to watch. Uh, especially with um so many other tournaments coming up, the PGA's coming up, you know, all the other tournaments coming up. It's gonna be very interesting. I, I'm very curious to see how Tiger handles his success that he won the Masters going forward and how that's going to duplicate into the next tournament. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was – it's like when, you, when I watched the PGA Tour, um, PGA Championship um, last year that he won, um, and you saw, like, the sea of people, the gallery of people. No one kind of brings that kind of, you know, people to the field except, you know, except Tiger. And then to see him at the Masters and you – start seeing the tweets and the social media, like, hey, you better turn in and see what's going on. I mean, the crowd chanting Tiger, 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 you know, after he won. I mean, I guess when you look at it, it was like, it's almost like a different kind of person. I mean, the smiles, the hugs, the claps. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's still focused when he's on that, you know, when he was on the course, but the kind of person that he was after it, much more engaging with the crowd and people. I mean, I used to watch Tiger in the, early, in the glory days, Back when he basically owned golf from about two thousand, well, he owned golf for about a good ten years um, block. But when he really had it, you know, in the Cobra Clutch from about two thousand, two thousand and two, he wasn't the most personable guy and wasn't really nice. And he was always very closed and guarded. I mean, you know, he's he's been humbled. I mean, you can't be at that top, at the height of that mountaintop, and come down a little bit and be a changed person. No, he got humbled. Um, he had his life sprawled out in the the public eye. Everyone across the globe, you know, was taking shots at him. I mean, like you said, the stuff, you know, you know, with his wife and other ladies and, you know, the run-ins, you know, with the drugs, I mean, the mugshot, that was what, two years ago, three years ago, that he had the mugshot when he was looking ridiculously crazy, didn't even know where the hell he was taking all the stuff. I mean, uh, he just... I mean, to see where he was prior, and a lot of people have written him off, and I was watching a lot of the sports, you know, shows and commentators. Everybody was just, I'm going to use a term, was on their knees 
you know, praising the man. These are the same people that a year ago was basically kicking, kicking dirt on his name, said he wouldn't even win a major, let alone a tournament. He won a tournament. He actually should have won the British last year, but he, but he messed himself up. Um, but he won the tournament last year. People was like, ah, he's not a major. He won't win. And then he comes back and he, like you said, Ace, he comes back from doing something he never did, coming from behind to play. And then now he's got this Masters, his fifth green jacket. Um, a lot of people had to eat crow <laughs> Monday morning. Um, so I wouldn't bet against this guy. I wish I would have bet for that guy. So I could have got one point why I didn't have 85 grand to put down. But <laughs> 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 however, um, you know, I, I wonder how other people who are who are being doubted, um, like Serena Williams. I know a lot of people have already doubting her, and I know tennis wants to get away from the Williams sister, especially Serena, badly. And seeing how her her year ended last year, I wonder if that's going to inspire her to win another Grand Slam. So it's a it's a hell of a story, a movie ending, if you want to call it that. And if the man was to retire tomorrow and saying I got my major I proved it I'm done he would probably Jack would still be considered the greatest golfer ever but damn you can't you can't discount that story I don't think he's going to quit until he tries to eclipse Jack so <clears throat> I agree I agree I agree with that too definitely agree with that I mean why should he at this point I mean it all shows that this win right now shows that even at the age that he's in right now, he still has a shot. And I think that he's going to utilize that to go forward and say, you know what, I'm going to try until I can't try no more. Hold up. But anybody else notice how jacked Tiger looked like? I Personally, I'm not going to say that. All right, look, I'm just going to say I think dude might have been on some sort of HG8, some clear or some shit back in the early 2000s that they weren't testing for. Because he was like a, a freak for his size and for what he could do. I truly think that he might have been on some shit. That's just my personal opinion. So now, he's just constantly lifting weights? I think he is now because <laughs> you see some of the photos from him from this past weekend, his arms are massive. Well, he, he always was he always used to work out, and he was doing Navy SEAL training, which led to a lot of his injuries and him possibly blowing out, you know, his knee and other stuff. So he he was always jacked. He always had the big arms, and you see a lot of younger golfers now that are coming up that grew up on Tiger. A lot of those cats is um jacked. You got to see Brooks Kepka. I mean, he got frigging guns. I mean, a lot of guys out there are trying to emulate what Tiger did so they can be able to hit the, you know, the long ball for distance, like in, like in baseball, chicks take the long ball. I mean, in golf, cats want to be able to hit that thing long and straight down the fairway. But you don't think that he ever dabbled in some crap? I would never say never. Um, golf doesn't test for that stuff. And if he did, it's not like it, it's like in baseball. It's not like it misses with your doesn't do your hand-eye coordination, and golf is more about, and you know it's because you try a little bit, it's more about mm -hmm. it's more about the technique, it's more about the swing. It's not about how hard you hit it, it's how you swing the club. And right. no, no set of the clear or the cream is going to make 
it might give you a little bit of distance, but at the end of the day, it's all about how you swing and technique. It's not about the power. But do you believe, you know, like back in the, in the heyday of the clear and the cream, how especially baseball athletes would just sit there and say that those things help them recover quicker. Not so much about the hand-eye coordination, not so much about the strength, but just the recovery. I, and I, I, like I said, I, I, I would never say never in this day and age. Um, I would be highly shocked if he did. And if that was the choice, that would completely blow away his legacy. And golf would take a, a drastic kick because once you start lifting up the hood on Tiger, you better start lifting up the hood on a lot of people. <laughs> Yes, I can see an uproar of people if they start ever was to do that with Tiger. I can see an uproar. It would make it. It would make golf popular, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Definitely for the wrong reasons. <laughs> well, I, mean, called, I mean, it's called spade to spade. I mean, what he did with his wife was you know extramarital affairs. I'm not condoning that, but a lot of people can overlook that as long as he was able to win majors. But the the stuff taints with the integrity of the game of golf and they're real particular about golf itself and keeping integrity i mean you have people um you know you know calling out people on tv when they make a mistake so the last thing golf wants is anything to upset the apple cart and if that was the case they don't need that but i don't think he i don't i don't think he did uh, well i'm not you know i'm just speculating you know no, that's it. No, you're right. <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, I mean, back in those days in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, that stuff was running rampant and nobody was checking for nothing. So, but again, I'm not taking anything away from Tiger. I think he did a hell of a thing. I'm just curious to see if he can get back to the old school Tiger when he comes out the gate just blazing and just blazes the course for four straight days. If he ever gets back to that, then you know, other golfers should be really, really shook because if if he's taking it from beginning to end, you know, uh, at least this year he should be able to come really close to uh, top and jack to do that for the for the balance of the year. <laughs> I think you're not alone on that. I think a lot of fans are looking to see exactly how he's going to come out off if he's going to come off the gates that way. I think a lot of fans is actually still looking to see if the old tiger is still there. And they would definitely would love to see it. They would do anything it takes to pay money just to see it. Um, I think the final round was a glimpse of what fans are looking for in Tiger uh, when he was definitely um, starting to make his climb up. I think that they want to see it now going forward from beginning to end, not just in, like, the final round. So, Yeah, I wonder if Nike's going to reopen their, their um, golf wing back up since they scuttled it about two years ago, since now he's winning. They, <laughs> they opened up that wing of, of um, golf and Nike just for him, and then they scuttled it two years because of him. So I wonder if they're going to go back and reopen and re-engage it now that he's, I won't say back, but he's, you know. Yeah, and it's definitely, like, it's amazing because – it, it was, I mean, let's be honest, when they, when everything went downhill for him, er, everything was the talk was whether or not that was ever going to come back for him, um, whether or not it was going to be, you know, 
is he going to be back to getting those endorsements back like he had before? All those endorsements outside of Nike. Um, the, I forgot what car he was um, dealing with. Yeah. Yes, Buick. So uh, the question is now whether he's going to get all that back. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he does get any more endorsements now. Oh, that's They'll true. come back. Oh, they're going to come back. They're coming back. They're going to come back tenfold. Probably not all of them, but I would probably, if I had to put a percentage, I will probably say, Anywhere between eighty-five and ninety-three percent is going to come back. I'm curious to see Buick come back because Buick ain't had no real spokesman uh, spokesperson since since Tiger. Let him win another one. Everybody, come back. Right. I, think so back. <laughs> I think so too. I think that's when it. If he wins another one, you'll definitely see a big increase in Tiger viewership. Um, bringing back old commercials and, you know, just everything will be back to where it was. But um, before we, I mean, actually, let's let's move on and talk about, I guess, what's going on in the NBA. Um, we can talk about now with Boogie Cousins going down with a, a quad tear. Um, now it looks like he's going to be done for the playoffs. And... Also got Luke Walton now being the new hired as the new head coach for the Sacramento Kings after being let go of parting ways, I should say, quote unquote, with the LA Lakers. Um, so, fellas, what are your takes on, I guess, the NBA playoffs and the NBA news um, that's been going on so far? Um, I'm shocked that Portland's up to none. On Oklahoma City. Um, oh, you did have Oklahoma City. You did with some damage. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah. Talent-wise, Portland has a ton of talent. Um, but Dame is playing lights out. And and Brody is this playing – he's like a brick – you know, he's a bricklayer right now. He ain't really doing the things that he was doing during regular season. So, I'm curious. I think that series is going to go seven. And I hate to say it, but I think Portland might come out <laughs> come out of that one. Wait, um, so you changed your mind? Because I know you had Oklahoma City going a distance now. Oh, well, you know, I might have said that way, way, way back at the beginning. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. There's something about, you know, I, it's very refreshing to hear a Damian Lillard come out and say he ain't never going to go in a super team. He's content staying with Portland. He's content if he doesn't win a ring. You know, it's that sort of basketball and that sort of uh, attitude that is sort of refreshing in today's type of uh, basketball just because it seems like everybody wants to join forces with somebody so that they could try their shot at bringing a, uh, you know, winning the title. So I'm not saying Portland's going to sit there and go make some serious noise, but in the same sense, um, you can't dismiss them. You know, so uh, you do realize that Kevin Durant said the same thing in Oklahoma City. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but the same thing. But is it? Is it the Brody's? Is it the Brody's fault that you know him taking you know laying all those bricks is the reason why they're losing? 
or it's a combination of things because it's not like he sits there and, and averages about 40 or 45 shots a game. At least I don't think he does. Wait, are you, are you talking about the Portland OKC series now? I'm just talking about – Or in general, like I'm the playoffs in general. OKC in general. You know, because he he's out there averaging the triple-double, so it's not like he's going out there and taking all the shots. I think it has a combination of Paul George not being, being very effective. And if you don't have an effective Paul George and the Brody playing together at the same time, then they're not as uh, uh, a force as if – because I think that the Brody is probably taking on more shots than he needs to because – He's trying to alleviate some of the pressures from Paul George. But that's just me looking from afar and not really paying attention to anything that's going on because I still don't think this is the most important part of the NBA just yet. I think the next next series is when it gets real. This is still jockeying, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> way things going with Portland OKC, OKC might be out there in five, maybe even six. They got lots of problems, and and um, right now Russell Westbrook is not playing good, and he's getting torched. He's getting torched right now by um, Damian Lillard. So um, he might be tired. Come on, man! Everybody doing the same thing. Is is it? He's never been a he's never been an efficient player. I mean, you know, everyone gets mystified by the triple doubles, but his his percentage, his uh, field goal percentage, has never been good. It's never been a very good. You know, jumper has always been just going to the going to the rim. He is the occasional three. His shot, you know, his, his mid-range jumper is 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 here or there, but he's not playing good. The team is not really playing full basketball. Um, and right now, Portland is, is the better is playing better team basketball, and they're getting beat. And Russell Westbrook, he, he has to tighten his game up. I mean, Paul George is. Paul George has a tendency in playoffs to do stuff like this. He'll just shrink. He'll just disappear. <laughs> and he's doing it at the wrong time right now. I mean, well, before you, before you continue, you um, Paul George does have a shoulder injury that he's. Um, I will give him that. He does have a shoulder injury um, that is affecting his shot. So I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I'll give him that. But, um, yeah, the Portland, that, that it's not surprising me, but I didn't think it was going to be Portland 2-0. I thought that OKC would definitely come back and win the next game, but they just got lit up. Um, uh, what's um, – the Clippers, I'm not that concerned because I think they don't – I don't think – the Clippers and Golden State, I don't think Golden State took them that seriously. When DeMarcus Cousin went out, they really didn't take him seriously because, hell, they was up by 31 points in the middle of the third quarter. They do not take the Clippers seriously. Let them keep sleeping. <laughs> exactly. Now, people are saying, well, this game, maybe it's a wake-up call. I don't know. Uh, they got – they barely beat them the game one. And I thought, and like many people, after the first quarter, I turned the game off because I figured, okay, they're going to just run away with it. And most people after the – you know, going into midway to third quarter when they got 31, they figured – Okay, they can do this. But when Steph Curry went down, no one can make a shot. And the problem is going to bite them in the behind? No bench. Mm -hmm. No bench. They'll probably get by the Clippers. 
I don't know if they're going to get past the Rockets if the Rockets are playing good defense and are hitting their shots as long as Harden doesn't disappear. That's a problem right there. They may not get past the Rockets. I'm I'm only going to say this. I'm I'm really going to say this in regards to the playoffs. Thank you, Patrick Beverly. Thank you, Patrick Beverly. And I say this because I agree with Ace. I wasn't really paying attention to the Golden State Clippers series after the first couple of games. But with Patrick Beverly and Kevin Durant go at it, that is must-see TV. And ever since those these past couple of games, now I'm waiting to see the next Clippers and Warriors game. I may actually stay up to watch it. Yeah, you don't know that. You are on Yeah, I don't do that no more. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, no I, I have to admit, like, seeing the highlights from Patrick Beverly and Kevin Durant going back and forth, that is a battle. Like, I'm sitting here like, oh, I didn't know it was like this. Like, you know, it's probably one of the most exciting first play. I, I – I knew that Golden State would eventually beat the Clippers, but I thought it was going to be a snooze fest. I didn't think that it was going to be as exciting as it was. Now people are talking about it. Like, you know, game three in Clippers is going to be crazy, you know. I, I will say that. I, I, I was not interested in the Warriors-Clippers series. I am now fully invested into it. I think with Portland and OKC, I thought that, um, like you said, they, they don't have enough shooters. Like, I really don't see them having enough shooters. Like, outside of Paul George, and like you said, Russell, I mean, Brody hits an occasional three now and then. Um, if he gets hot, that's one thing, but they don't really have any shooters around them. And like you said, Dame and CJ has been killing them. Like, CJ is on another level. I never knew that well, after seeing last game, I never knew he had what he had. Um, makes me pay attention to Portland a little bit more. Um, but Outside of that, everything else has been a, 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 just a snooze fest um, in the playoffs. Um, I, I'll take big ups to big ups to the Denver Nuggets. Oof. Definitely came back out and played. I, you know, it's 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 good that they got that win because they needed that being an experienced inexperienced team. Um, one team I'm scared – I would be scared of is Milwaukee. Like, Milwaukee right now is playing their best basketball. And to be honest, even if the Clippers – I mean, if Warriors get past the Clippers, they're going to have a hard time with the Rockets. I, there's, it's not edge and stone that they're going to beat the Rockets. I can see that going another seven games. Easily. I say seven games. Um, so, I'm – like I said – the Golden State Warriors don't take the Clippers seriously. I think they still don't take them seriously. Um, if they go into L.A. and lose Game Three, they got a not they got a seven game series sitting on their hands. Um, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. If they lose Game Three, I, I can definitely see another seven game series with the Clippers. Yeah, Milwaukee. I know that they're the, the the top seed in the East and the top seed overall. I'm not. I'm not 100% sold on Milwaukee yet. Um, just because I haven't seen them battle tested yet. I haven't really seen their feet put to the fire. Um, I'm not a believer in the, the Sixers right now. The Sixers got a ton of problems and they 
cause a lot more of it with the Jimmy Butler trade. I think the Jimmy Butler trade is going to do him more harm than good in the long run because they gave up some stuff to get him, and they need that stuff now. Um, I want to say Boston, but I don't. Boston just you don't know what you're going to get with them. Either you're going to get good Boston, or you're going to get disengaged Boston. I'm not sure, but I'm really not sure about. I'm not sold on Milwaukee just yet. I mean, I can't even tell you who's going to come out the East because. Milwaukee has some flaws. Boston has a lot of flaws. They're masking it right now because they're playing good. But I'm not sure if adversity hits them. Will all those problems re-come out? I think it will eventually. Um, and the Sixers, they're not mature enough to handle it. They, that squad is not they, – they need more shooters in the bench. Well, I, I think the, uh, the Celtics will come out of the uh... – the first round. I think they may win that in five. Uh, what, against um, Indiana? Indian? Yeah, I think they got a two-point. They just won this, this game tonight, so they got a 2-0 lead. I think if Oladipo was playing, it might be something different. You know, and I think even Oladipo will tell you that uh, a year playing with Russell Westbrook tra- changed his mentality and how he kind of attacks the game. So um, Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think if Oladipo was playing, it might be a different story. Now, I'm not sure – I'm not looking at the brackets, but I don't know who Celtics uh, might be playing if they uh, reach the second round. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, they're Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah they, they ain't getting past Milwaukee. So <laughs> – Trust me, don't – I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I, to be honest, I, I, I'm not counting Kyrie out at this point. I am. He's a knee injury waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. <laughs> Kyrie, happen. though, it's still scary. I think he's in the injury waiting to happen next season. <laughs> <laughs> As the trend goes, <laughs> but I think he'll, but I think he'll, he'll get past. You know, he'll be all fine in the playoffs. But I'm with I'm, I wouldn't count Boston out, and I believe the winner, the winner of Boston and Milwaukee will probably win the East. I agree with you on that. Ah, don't sleep on Toronto, man. I think. Kyle Lowry got embarrassed first game. He came out in the second game and put in some work. I I truly think it's going to be a Toronto-Milwaukee Eastern Conference final matchup. And I think Milwaukee is going to come out. That's just my opinion. No, I, I think Milwaukee is going to come out of the East, too. I, mm-hmm. I There's a lot more talent than they do than Toronto has. Of course, they got Kawhi and Piao Sockham, but I just don't trust Kyrie Lowry. I just don't trust Kyle Lowry. In the play, it's further as farther as the playoffs go. I just don't trust them yet. Um, I trust, I, I honestly trust Milwaukee with the people they have. They have a deep bench, um, more talent than Toronto uh, at this point. So I trust them more than I would trust Toronto at this stage. Um, I, don't, but, I don't trust none of them. <laughs> me honest, I get, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I think, but then, if you don't trust nobody in the East, then who do you trust in the West? <laughs> I think it's wide open on both sides. Uh, well, Golden State is probably the safest bet. Uh, if they get, if they meet up with Houston and get past Houston, then yeah, it, it, it's a wrap because I don't think anybody on the other side of the bracket is going to beat them. Whether it's going to be Denver or um, or um, who else on the side of the West? Um, was another in that, that down bracket, whether it's Denver or whether Portland. Um, 
Denver, whether it's Denver or whether it's Portland, whoever wins. I don't think anybody else outside of between Houston and um, Golden State. O- OKC has a lot of problems. If they make it out, <laughs> they still might not make it past. But I would pick either between Houston or Golden State. Yeah. But I think that, that DeMarcus Cousins' injury kind of hurt them as well. So you think that injury is bigger than what they're making it out to be? I, I, well, I'm not saying I think that, I mean, they, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're happy now that they got Bogut, um, you know, on their team now. But I think that if they didn't have Bogut, I, I probably would lean towards Houston at this point winning, um, more so than Golden State. I think that for whatever reason, that chemistry is still flawed there. I think that KD and I, I could see KD and Draymond not being the best, um, ha- having chemistry issues, bottom line. I could see that happening where it matters most, especially with Houston, especially with Houston. Because if Houston gets on a roll, I could see complaints. I could see people crying to referees, whining, the whole shebang, getting thrown out of the game and not focus on what they can do. Um, and I, I definitely see that happening eventually, especially this year. Oh, well, I, I guess this is the first NBA season where I'm not saying that there wasn't no absolutes, because I guess you can still say Golden State is about as close as the absolute you can get, but I like the I like the uncertainty that's kind of going into all of this because it was, you know, there's outside of Golden State, of course. <laughs> there's no you can point to somebody and say, I believe they're going to win, even though I do think Milwaukee I think Giannis is uh, is on a mission. I think he has Milwaukee in the right mind frame. You know, he's saying all the right things. Like, I ain't trying to be in no space, man. I ain't trying to do this. I ain't trying to do that. I'm just trying to win. And I think that's that, that too is also refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's addition by subtraction. I mean, with, oh. now that you have uh, you know, King James in the East. It it. it Everything is kind of like evened out. So now you you don't know. I mean, if he was still at Cleveland, then you would say, okay, my more than likely LeBron. But now it's it's a it's really a free fall in the East. Hold yeah. up, oh, you haven't mentioned your hometown squad, man. Go Nets. I'm pulling for Nets. All right. Um, I I wasn't gonna say this um as much. Um, yeah, I am rooting for Brooklyn. Um. This last game, I was really going to – I was going to go on a rant in regards to the 76ers. Um, but I think all of that's been done over the social media. Um, so I'm just going to say, like, it really it really is a telling sign when you get your coach telling you that Jimmy Butler is the only adult in the room on that team. Um, I'm only going to say this. I think that – after seeing the social media and the media response that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons did together, it kind of makes me now understand why they're still a young team. Um, all I'm going to say is I'm interested to see how the Nets respond on game three. Uh, that elbow that Joel Embiid did to Jared Allen, I'm just very curious to see how the next respond coming back after that. 
And that's all I'm going to say. To have someone like there's a blatant disrespect to laugh during the media event because you elbow somebody in the face intentionally. It may or may not have been intentionally, but to see that, you know Nets is going to look at that. And I'm very interested to see how the Nets play, if it's going to be physical or on game three. Um, I'm very interested in seeing if the Nets will actually win the series. Um, outside of that, um, the Milwaukee-Detroit series, you know, is I don't see them doing anything unless with, without Blake Griffin. So if Blake ain't there, then I could see a sweep. Um, I could see a sweep in, in Boston and Indiana, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at this point, Brooklyn is doing what it's doing. They're, I'm glad that they're in the playoffs. It's giving them experience. And whether win or lose, they're actually where they need to be. Three years from now, nobody was – I mean, last year, nobody wasn't even talking about them, and now they're in the playoffs. So, kudos to them. Um, and I'm still rooting for them. And we'll take it, see how things go in game three. Go next. Jersey <laughs> from Jersey, my boy. Uh, I, that's all. I mean, that's basically all I have, unless everybody else has anything else. Any thoughts on, like, Luke Walton being the head coach of Sacramento day after he got let go of the Lakers? Nice to be able to – Nice to be able to land from one job to the next job. You know, it's almost like giving you two weeks' notice to the one job before they <laughs> before they can you. <laughs> um, That's true. That's true. Um, I know y'all I mean, talked about the. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, you know, he's a young coach, and he was dealing with some impossible odds. I think it's a, it's a, it was a dysfunctional situation over there in L.A. and then um, with. You know, the Magic just are abruptly leaving. LeBron coming in there. They're trying to move all of the young talent, every single one of them, for AD. It doesn't happen. Um, LeBron James, I mean, it was just so much stuff he had to deal with. I mean, it's amazing that he even survived this long. I mean, even with whether it's, you know, publicly or unpublicly, Magic won the Canada midseason. Um he was a good coach, young coach. He was just not in the right situation over there in L.A. Uh, Sacramento sensed that, and he, you know, they scooped him up. I mean, yes, you would have preferred some of the people to get some consideration. The ruining rule is in there to be able to tell teams you need to look at more, you know, candidates of, you know, of color, minority candidates. But I think the ruining rule is people can just say, well, I know who I want. I'm just going to interview these people just because I have to. But I already know who I'm going to get, regardless of how good they are, unless they blow me away. So I think the Rooney rule is is good, but I think it needs to be tweaked because people can just give a passing fancy to someone just to say I, you know, just say, I, you know, I satisfied that rule. But we know how this goes in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree. That's why I, I think the Lakers is going to eventually turn to somebody that they already had. Hold up. So you don't think Ty, Ru- Ty Lue is going to be the next coach of the, uh, the Lakers? It's going to become it's, – it's either going to come down – from what I, t- I was told, it's going to be between Ty Lue and Monty Williams. Um, I would prefer Monty Williams. If it was Ty Lue, it's just like Cleveland all over again. Why would any young players want to come to the Lakers a year after the fact with Tyron Lue and LeBron James two years older than where they were in Cleveland? 
and and the hell with young players. Now I just read an article where uh, AD might decide might decide to stay with the Pelicans. Well, that's because David Griffin is now the new um, VP of operations, which was a great move by them. Um, because he, David Griffin already told he was like, "Yo, if I was ever to be the you know manage the Pelicans, this is how I would do it." And sure enough, the Pelicans heard that and was like, "Yo, we want to bring you on being the vice president of basketball operations." So now that he's there. He said the first thing he's going to do is talk with AD and see where his head is at and see what whatever it takes to keep him there. So. Yeah, I wonder if Boogie will go back to New Orleans if he believes that AD stayed. question is whether you know, the Pelicans want Boogie back. And now with the um, tour quad, yes. the suitors are going to be, uh, you know, very few. <laughs> yes. Very few. I completely agree with that. To be honest, I'm very interested in see how much of a pay cut he's going to take now, because uh, how much? Of, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's going to take less than five million. <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious to see a team that's going to be fully invested in him at this point. But we've gone way over our time limit, <laughs> so um, we can talk more about this in upcoming weeks. Um, see what predictions held true. Um, but before we go, real quick, I need these. I, I, I don't know if we had this conversation, but give me your thoughts real quick on who's going to be the MVP in, in NBA. Giannis. Giannis. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Giannis because of the longevity, the consistency that he has. Um, we'll talk more. We'll give other predictions for all the other rewards that's going to be out there. We'll talk more about everything else that's going on, more MLB talk, more um, basketball talk, more hockey talk. <laughs> everything that's out there, we'll, we will get into it because the NHL, NHL playoffs are still playing as we speak as well. So we'll get into that. But for now, uh, did you guys happen to see Ovechkin knock out the the nineteen year old kid uh, in the in the playoff game uh, playoff thingy the other night? I heard about it, but I didn't see the video yet. Yeah, I haven't seen. I didn't, it. I didn't see it, so now I gotta I gotta I gotta check that out. <laughs> so the dude is another Russian kid. Is like nineteen, first year in in, in hockey, professional hockey. He was kind of egging Ovechkin on, saying, "Come on, let's do this, let's do this," and they got the fisticuffs. But Ovechkin, Ovechkin uh, knocked him out. <laughs> One punch knocked out, or was it like a fight? Yeah. It's like they exchanged some blows, but Ovechkin got the last blow. <laughs> welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to the big leagues, boy. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, but so without further ado, let them know where they can find you guys at. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter, Snapchat, and the Gram. Uh, Je Ross, the number seven. You can find me on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am our Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am our Qualls. like to thank everybody for subscribing. Make sure you subscribe. Go to YouTube, subscribe. Go to Instagram, uh, Twitter, wherever. Um, make sure you reach out to us, you know, individually. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, please feel free to reach out to us. And... We'd like to thank you guys for all the support that you guys make, guys talking sports. 
and continue to just look out for us. Continue to watch us. So you're about to get some little slash, little Sorry. You're watching the video now. I'm taking it. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> we show you can show. We can, I'll watch the video in a little bit. But for now, we'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. And then until next time, this is guys talking sports. God bless and have a good night.